Hello, 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 and welcome to Ruby Red Slippers Soul Care Podcasts, another edition. This is Arlana, your host. So glad to be here with you. I hope that you find the words that I will share today meaningful and nourishing to your soul and able to bring some peace and tranquility to your soul care practice. I've been away for a bit, had a lot of amazing, wonderful things happen. My elder son and his wife had another son. So now I have two grandsons, which is amazing and beautiful. My mom sold her house in California and moved to Prescott, Arizona, which is fabulous. So I've been busy with those things, but I am very, very glad to be back. I want to share with you um, words that I shared this past Saturday at a retreat that I co-led at my home. The retreat was called Soul Care Sojourn. And I think that soul care is definitely a sojourn. And um, I led the retreat with Rochelle Condé now, who had a module on purpose and calling. She also has an amazing uh, podcast that she does called Unabashed You. She has surpassed her 100th episode. So excited for her and so thankful that she was able to be here to share about purpose and calling at our retreat. And then also Amy Defer, who talked about breath and posture and health, both physical and spiritual. And Amy is a certified Pilates instructor and is passionate about health. So it was so great to have the two of them um, share in the um, information that we provided to the women that attended the retreat. I spoke on the Valley of the Dry Bones, which is Ezekiel 37 in the Old Testament. And I want you to, as you listen, to think about your breath and about the power of breath and the importance of breath. And one thing that I thought of when I was preparing this was thinking about how confining breathing has been with a mask on and how beautiful breathing is without a mask on. And just that we had that confining time of, um, of having to wear masks to protect ourselves. So here we go, Valley of the Dry Bones, Ezekiel 37. I'd like to ask you to remember that God is the king of something out of nothing. God is the king of something out of nothing. In a moment of clarity, we realize that when God is for us, no one and no thing can be against us, no matter what the circumstances. We're going to talk a lot about breath during this podcast, the breath of God that flows through us and in all of our circumstances. You know, in the beginning, there was nothing. Then God stepped in. He began creation and made everything perfect for us because of his great love. Genesis 2, 7 says, The Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The breath of life, the breath that he gave us, and the breath that he gives us. Before we get into the text, here are some facts about the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel was prophesying from a place of brokenness in that he was in captivity. Some feel that the text is a parable about the resurrection of the nation of Israel. 
Some think it is a parable and a metaphor for personal resurrection. Either way that you look at it, it is about revitalization, restoration, rebuilding, regeneration, reunification, and breath. Ezekiel sees this vision, a vision given to him by God. What we must remember is that all of our visions are preceded by God's vision. When the hand of God is upon us, this equals change. Then we are transformed by the Spirit of the Lord, both physically and spiritually. As we move forward, realize and acknowledge right now it's spring. What looked dead over the winter is now budding and blooming and springing forward. This death to life process is one God created. Growth, restoration, renewal, something out of nothing. Death restored by God's breath and God's hand upon it. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, the Valley of the Dry Bones. I am reading out of the NIV for you. The hand of God was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover your skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them and they came to life and stood to their feet a vast army. And then he said to me, son of, man, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy to them and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. O my people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. But these bones responded through belief and faith. Remember, Ezekiel said, O Lord, you alone know. God brought life to the bones, and he will bring life to the spiritually dead and those that need resurrection. 
to those that are stagnant, to those that are struggling, to those that are suffering. Wonder and trust in the Lord's ability to restore life to the dead. Lazarus, if Jesus had come on time and not kept them waiting, Lazarus would not have died and there would have been no need for the miracle that we continue to talk about to this day. The Lord will show us our own valleys of death and destruction and then will show us life and give us breath. The Lord is going to open up the graves of our lives and bring us up out of them. Bring death back to life, the breath of life. God has given it to all of us. Without the breath of life, we are not. Sometimes we may feel like those scattered lifeless bones in the dry valley of our life may look like this, or our children, or our work, or our marriages, or any number of things. We may feel empty, broken, alone, lost, afraid, confused, spiritually dead, distant from God, ashamed, unforgiven, unworthy, stifled by strongholds, and on and on and on. Our bones are our frame, and within that frame is housed the Spirit of God. Without the frame, we just wouldn't work in an earthly realm. But on this internal foundation, we hang everything just like a coat rack or the coat on the back of a chair. On our frames, we hang the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hang life's experiences, life's circumstances, life's joys and sorrows. What if we hung hope on our frames? Hope for the continued breath of life, both physical and spiritual. Hope for the Lord to continue to provide for us with his breath of life. As a hospice chaplain, I've seen lots of death and dying. I've seen lots of last breaths taken. It's quite astonishing to witness such a moment. I've seen the physical death and the sorrow over physical death, but I also see that without the spirit in the body or the frame, it is not. And when the last breath is taken here, the first breath is taken in heaven. I want to give you a few examples. I want to share a few things with you about hanging hope on those dry, lifeless bones, whatever form they may take in your life. Hope for restoration and renewal. I loved horses and started riding when I was four and rode competitively for many, many years. And in doing this, suffered many injuries. I broke a whole side of ribs. I fell on my elbow and heard my arm crack in half. I've shredded and torn all the ligaments in my right knee and torn all the ligaments on my right ankle. I've had four concussions, all astride a horse. Usually these types of injuries occurred when I had been propelled through the air at 20 to 25 miles an hour, landing on the ground or on something else and then falling to the ground. The first thing that you do after you hit the ground is you scan your entire body to make sure that there is nothing wrong. You start wiggling your toes and then scan all the way up to your head to make sure that it's okay to get up. Worse than all the pain from broken bones and and torn ligaments and the like, worse than the recovery and the physical therapy and the restoration, worse than all of that, is the pain that comes from feeling broken inside. The brokenness of a broken spirit, of not having enough of God's breath. 
a body, a frame, without God's breath of the spirit and God's breath inside, is lifeless. And then realizing the mysterious and miraculous gift of God's breath and true restoration begins to occur. The rattling of the bones. I've conducted Bible study in Juvenile Hall and Donovan Prison. I have seen the broken. I have seen the lost. I have seen the living as though they were dead. I have seen degradation of the soul. I have heard things that no one would ever hope to hear and no person should ever experience. But then I would hear the rattling of the bones as heard in Ezekiel 37. The rattling of restoration. God preparing the dry bones for breath and for new life. After going to Donovan Prison for a year, I continued to have Bible studies every Sunday that lasted about four and a half hours between the Bible study and getting together in small groups and talking. Going in was daunting at first, but over a short time, good relationships were developed. After about a year, a gentleman from Mississippi came into the Bible study class. He was new to the group and came for several weeks, but he was very, very distraught over the fact that a woman was standing at the pulpit and delivering the word of God, and even more so than that, delivering the word of God without a head covering. Discussions in class were something he really had a problem with. Next week we talked, there was a good conversation, but still he was troubled with my position as a chaplain, leading Bible study in the prison. But the next week he came and he asked me to pray for him. As I was praying, he began sobbing. I prayed for God to move in his life and for him to feel God's closeness again. He had said how deeply he didn't feel God and how much he felt so far away from God and that he had tried so, so hard but could not get the feeling back and he was aching inside for God. Then I began to hear the rattling of the bones. By the time I finished the prayer, he had stopped sobbing, looked me straight in the eye and said, I feel him again. He had received the restorative breath of life. God had hung hope on his frame of bones and the rattling had begun and the bones had been brought back together and he was breathing life back into this gentleman. That was the last time I ever saw him. But I think it's quite interesting and ironic that a woman that didn't have her head covered provided the words that he needed for restoration and the rattling of his bones. So don't be fooled about where the breath might come from. God can and will use the unexpected to rattle bones and restore breath into brokenness. A story from Juvenile Hall. I had been attending Juvenile Hall again for about a year as a chaplain, teaching Bible study uh, once a week and having one-on-one -on -one opportunities to discuss with the girls what their troubles were. There were usually about 15 girls that came to my Bible study class, all in the highest offender unit. We would get into some very intense conversations about God. There was a young lady that came every week and never said a word. She was a beautiful young lady that 
had never done anything wrong until she got involved with a group that really pressured her into a bad situation. She ended up having to serve and is in the process of serving more than 15 years in adult prison. She was tried as an adult. One evening in Bible study class, she very gingerly and timidly raised her hand, tears pouring down her cheeks, and she said, I feel God. There was silence in the room. Another girl prayed for her. In the silence, all of us heard the rattling of the bones and felt the breath coming from the four winds. The bones were rattling, breath was flowing, healing was occurring. Sometimes that breath may seem like it's impossible to receive no matter how hard we try to get it. It remains elusive. We have to stop trying to get it and let the spirit and the breath of life fill us. Another horseback riding example. When I rode as a kid and a teenager, there were times where I'd be heading for a jump with my horse and something went wrong and I ended up crashing into the jump or being slammed to the ground. On many occasions, I had the wind knocked out of me. If anyone has ever had the wind knocked out of them, it's quite scary. I remember lying in the dirt so many times, gasping for air. And you can't make the air come back. You have to wait for it to find its way back to you. I remember so many times my trainer leaving over, leaning over me and looking into my eyes and say, don't worry, just lay there and be still and everything will be okay. Each time it happened, I remember thinking he was crazy. I can't breathe. This is fundamental to life. And you were telling me to just relax and wait and be still. But slowly the breath would come back to me. Slowly the gasping and the fear would subside. And my breath would enter me again. Then I would stand up on my feet, an army of one in him, because the breath of life, his breath, had been restored. But this is what the Lord asks us to do in the worst of times, at the most frightening moments. He asks us to be still and to wait for him. How many times has life knocked the wind out of you? Left you gasping for air, not knowing if it would ever come back. Trusting in the fact that it would, hoping that this was true. Then there's a rattling. A feeling. A sense. And God restores it all. The bones, the tendons, the skin, and then the breath. The breath that he gave the first human, Adam. And he gave it to Abraham, and he gave it to Isaac, and he gave it to Jacob, and he gave it to Mary, and he gave it to Jesus. And he gives it to each of us again and again and again. Psalm 23 says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. We fear no evil because God is with us. Something may look dead in the dry valley, but have no fear. Because God is for us, nothing and no one can be against us, no matter what our circumstances. He will hang hope on our bones and breathe life into our brokenness. Breathe deep often. Each time that you do, realize that you are breathing his breath of life. You are breathing in God himself. Don't let those dry bones that are laying around your life fool you. Breathe deep, hang hope and listen for the rattling.
receive the breath of God's forgiveness, the breath of his closeness, the breath of his peace, the breath of his restoration, and the breath of hope. I hear the rattling of bones coming together, bone to bone, and God's breath of life, which is restoration, healing, mending relationships, breaking down walls, and then we all rise up a mighty army in his name. Remember, this is our life. There is death, destruction, shambles. There will always be. But then there's rattling, restoration, breath, hope, and the glory that he has given us. Remember that the four winds will be blowing and the bones will be rattling. Remember to hang your hope on what is real, Jesus Christ and God our Father. May you be blessed with peaceful nights and gentle days. Ciao for now.